Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. And welcome to Shouts of Grace. This is Pastor Keith here with Pastor Steve Pearson. We're both of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain. And uh, last time we were together, we talked about a new partnership in ministry as uh, you guys, uh, you and Pastor Chris and the church family there invited uh, myself and my family as well as uh, a new youth leader and and uh, several other people as well to be a part of the good work that God is doing at Redemption Hill. And in that conversation, we talked uh, about how do you know that this is what God is doing? How do you know God's will? And I thought that today it would be a great uh, topic for all of us just to see what does God's will say, excuse me, what does God's word say about knowing God's will? How how does that look for you, Pastor Steve, when, when you are uh, wanting to know God's will for a situation or for your life. I mean, you think about where you are now. What, what is your? What are the steps you take? What is your process for for saying, Lord, what do you want here? Yeah. Well, um, first of all, it's a it's a blessing to have you guys to have you guys as a permanent structure now at Redemption Hill. <laughs> it's a it's a relief that we can we can share ministry with yes. other people that have that have the same heart and burden for, for Utah County and elsewhere. And so thank you guys for obeying God's will, um, Amen. <laughs> in, in coming alongside. Um, and so to your question, uh, Keith, what the first thing I, I would do is I would say, I, I would recognize that I've got a problem. My mm. problem is, is I am, I am at the core of my being stained with sin and, right. And at the core of my being is the antithesis of everything that is godly. And, and so that's my first problem. And so in and of myself, I do not have the capability to discern what God's will is. You know, um, it's, it's, it's an interesting, in 1 Corinthians 2.14, it says um, that the natural man does not understand the things of the Spirit, neither can he know them for they're spiritually discerned. That word natural there. It's, it's, it's a Greek word that we get uh, the word soul from, suke. The soul of man does not understand the things of the Spirit, mm. neither can he know them, for they're spiritually discerned. And so when we talk about rightly assessing kind of how do we, how do we find out what the will of God is, the first thing that we need to realize is that God determines the will of God. We cannot. And so if, if we are in a natural state, and what I mean by that is if we are in a state where we are not born again, we do not know the Lord— um, we will never be able to discern what the will of God is on a on a macro level, um, let alone on a micro level. We, you know, the the ins and outs of our life. We we understand it's the will of God that that we would come to Christ. We we, we get that, but but practically, Keith, I've got to realize that God is the one who 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 tells me what His will right. is. So on the back of that, for me, um, I always go to Romans chapter twelve. Um, verse one and two, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Now, verse two, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, 
what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm. And so for me, Keith, where I always start is with the understanding, God, you know, and I don't. And how I tap into that reservoir of God's will is by me considering myself a living sacrifice and my mind being renewed. Because oftentimes I think something is God's will, but it's conformity to things that are not that are that are not within God's God's you know view of, of of my life, and I have to conform. God doesn't conform. I have to I have to conform to God by by being transformed by the renewing of my mind. So that's a starting point. Yeah, and and you said it right. We're natural. Apart from God, we're just we're just human, and we have human limitations. We don't think with perfect knowledge. We don't think with complete experience. We don't think with 100% pure motives. That's right. God does. And and I love how you said that it's God who determines the will of God. And for me to know God's will for my life, I have to invest myself purposefully into knowing God's uh, word, I, into knowing God. Because by knowing God, I can then learn through the word of God what is the will of God. Because apart from God, I'm always going to default to my natural sin tainted uh, level, we're we're um, you know the the field of psychology is an interesting one too because we're trying to understand something that really is invisible that manifests itself physically, and and now now take that to the next level of trying to figure out the supernatural divine. It's like hey, forget about it; you can't do it. We have to come to God God's way in order to know the will of God. That's right. And and I would say too is, you know, w- there are certain things that, that scripture does say is the will of God, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I, I think of, you know, first Thessalonians chapter four, this is the will of God, your sanctification. Right. He goes on to say that you would learn to possess your own vessel in honor, right? And and I think I, I think one of the things about the will of God is it would be great if God would just mail us a letter. Yes. Right. Just say, hey, this is my will. You know, here's point one, two, three, four. These are the dates I want you to do this. But but we have to discern what the will of God is. And mm. it's a learning process. And right. It's something that God, it's a part of our sanctification in essence, that God takes us through learning how to um to hear his voice. You know, you you had said something on a, on the previous broadcast that that sometimes when we step out in faith, one of the one of the deterrents of stepping out in faith is fear. And, yeah. and, and, and we don't want to because oh my gosh, what happens if I step out and I fail and it proved mm. to not be the will of God? Well, hold on a second. What happens if the will of God is for you to step out and fail so you can learn what his voice sounds like and hone it in? That's right. right. And, and so I think, I think one of the things that, that I think is super important for us to, to, to really grab hold of is that nobody has the will of God figured out in their life. It is something that we hone in to as we walk with him and as we're not conformed to the world and our minds are transformed, God begins to give us tidbits of information that bring us closer to his will. It's all a growing process. I always say this, assembly is required when you come to Christ, you know, <laughs> it's, there, there's no such thing as a, as you know, it's, it's an Ikea package. You are right. putting nuts and bolts together right. and, and God has the, the manual on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, last time we talked, we, we used Abraham as the illustration where God says, go to a land I will show you. He, he didn't give him the full map and, mm. and Jesus would articulate what it means to do the will of God. He would say, uh, to seek first the kingdom of God. 
and his righteousness and all these things, all these things that we worry about, you know, what I'm going to eat and what I'm going to wear and where I'm going to live and where I'm going to, all this stuff. He would say, all of these things will be added to you. It means that God will do the addition to our life mm. of the things that have yet to come. James would say in chapter five that we're not to say next year we're going to come and go, we're going to buy and sell, but instead we're to say, if the Lord wills, we'll do these things. And and so all of that to say there are there are specific things that God is leading us through um, that is a faith journey, an individual faith journey for each one of us. But there's also things that are universal to every Christian. Seeking first the kingdom of God, that's universal for every follower that's of Christ. Right. What you read to us from Romans chapter 12, to to present our bodies as a living sacrifice to God, to not be conformed to the world, but transformed by the renewal of our mind, that is for all of us. First Thessalonians 4, our sanctification is God's will. First Thessalonians 5, uh, 16 through 18 says, uh, rejoice always. Okay, is that is that easy every day? Absolutely not. Uh, there are days we have to make a choice to be joyful, uh, to pray without ceasing. How can we say that we're in a constant attitude of prayer with the Lord all day long. That's God's will for us. That's that, that's nothing that that doesn't involve Texas or Singapore or you know the first century or the next century. That is about my walk with the Lord right now. That's applicable for every Christian. That I need to be in a, a place of prayer. And He says, uh, "Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks." Have an attitude of thanksgiving. That that no matter what happens, even if it's really bad stuff, that you can find a way. By faith in the Lord to say, Lord, thank you for this situation, or thank you that you're walking with me through this, or thank you that there's something for me to grow in. And he says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I I do believe that there are Christians who spend so much time in discouragement because they don't know if they're supposed to be a missionary to Zimbabwe, that that they're paralyzed. You know, well, if God hasn't made the way— and, and and there's not a confirmation, maybe that's not for you to go to Zimbabwe. Or maybe he's put that in your heart, but the means aren't there right now. And so it's a timing thing. So what do we do in the meantime? We go back to what the Word of God says is the will of God for a life that is universal for every Christian. That's right. I, I like how you I like how you put that, Keith. There are certain things that are universal. I like that. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. For me, you know, there's there's really three primary ways that I kind of really harness and, and, and bring into my equation when I'm trying to decide, you know, what, what God's will is. The first right, is, and I think, is it in God's word? In other words, is there anything, if God, I feel, is leading me in a direction, is there anything in God's word that would prohibit me from doing this? Is this defined as sin? Is this is this defined as being unwise in Scripture? Mm-hmm. Do I find anything, you know, in the 66 books of Scripture that would give me a warning against such things? And so I always want to make sure that that God's Word, you know, is serves as a confirmation to it. Now, granted, you know, we're not going to, you know, okay, well, I'm thinking about moving to Texas. What's God's Word say about that? You know, but but there 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 is a there is an over arching principle in scripture that it is inspired by God, or it says directly it's inspired by God. And the overall arching principle is 
it is profitable to make the man of God complete in mm. everything, not, right. not in something. So that means in every decision that I'm going to make, there is something that God's word has to say. So, so that would be the first thing. The second thing uh, for me would be that, is there a peace in my heart about it, right? Scripture says that, that we're to, to pray and make supplications, you know, to the Lord. And then it says very clearly that the peace of God, right, which surpasses all understanding, and the word there is, will referee in our hearts. Mm. It, it will actually be the one that blows the whistle, or it says, go ahead. And so that's always, you know, a, a, an important part of that equation. Does God give me a peace about it? Because God's word may not say anything necessarily about it or give me the approval, but if God isn't calling me and bearing witness with my spirit that this is okay, then I'm going to probably want to put the brakes on that. Even sure. if I have people saying, this is a good thing, do it, do it, do it, take advantage, is God talking to me about that? And, so, and then finally, the third one for me would be, um, there's usually confirmation from outside sources. Yes. I usually have confirmation from um, my wife, or always from my wife, I should say, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 other people, other other avenues through which God may speak. You know, maybe through radio, maybe through friends, maybe through a message that I might be listening to or a podcast. There's there's multiple levels of confirmation, and then when those three line up. That's a pretty good indication that God is probably leading me. And then I always top it off with, you know, in a multitude of counselors, there's mm. safety. And I always bring those things and say, listen, to somebody I respect, help me out with this. It seems like God might be leading me this way. Yeah, I was thinking of that scripture in Ezra, and it's in Ezra chapter 7, um, where he's he's uh, he's talking to the people, and they're all bringing stuff into the treasury, and and uh and it's really interesting how there's there's kind of this idea of what God wants them to do is they're in a restorative process for the people of Israel but there there's a point where he says something very interesting to to them and uh it's it's about the the offerings of the people and he says in verse 18 whatever seems good to you and your brothers to do with the rest of the silver and gold you may do according to the will of your God like there's a partnership with what is good and what is the will of God. Hmm. Like it, sometimes if it's not like specific, like in this case, what should they do with the rest of the offering of the people that they brought to the house of the Lord? Like there's so much offering here. They, they, all the bills are paid and they've got some extra. I mean, we, hmm. we would put it that way. What do you do with it? Whatever seems good in agreement with one another, according to the will of your God. So this goes back to what you were saying, is it in God's will? Is it in, is it in, is there a peace in our heart about it? Is it the right thing to do? And, and, and sometimes we need to say, you know, is, does this seem to be the, the thing that honors the Lord? Yeah. You know, Keith, when we were in Southern California, you know, 12, 13 years ago, my wife and I had, had confirmation, you know, from the Lord that we were going to move to Utah. It was just very clear. But we didn't get that same confirmation from from friends. We didn't get that same confirmation from from people, mm. and and so it created kind of this, you know. In fact, family and friends, it kind of created this roadblock, this temporary roadblock for us because we were like, you know, we're we're feeling this peace, we're we're seeing the doors open, but but God, you're not you're not confirming this to us, and 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 ultimately, you know, we would have to we would have to take that step of faith, and and God would honor that. But the reason I the reason I bring that up, Keith, is. You know, sometimes we can't see the totality of of the benefits of stepping out in God's will right in front of us. And it seems almost as if, 
you know, at times we'll step out and we'll wonder, God, did I make a mistake? Did, did, mm. did I do something wrong here? You know, right. because we because we don't see everything come to fruition right away. And that's a that's a difficult period to live in when you're, when you're kind of questioning, you know, and, and, and here's the reality. I love this picture. Um, I think I've shared it before, but in the old Testament, when Isaac and his, um, his crew rolled up to some wells that Abraham had Mm -hmm. dug, it says that they realized that they were full of earth. They were filled with earth. And then they grabbed a shovel and they started pulling the dirt out and with every, and then they filled the waters with well, or they filled the wells with water again. With every shovel of earth that came out, there was one more shovel or capacity for water to, to exist in the well until ultimately they would get to the bottom and now the well would be used and completely filled with water. And, and, and one of the things I like is when I'm really just digging down and trying to find out what God's will is. I want to find out how much earth is in me. I want to find mm. out how much I've allowed the world to impact my thinking and to, and to really infect my, my, my faith process. And I want to start pulling that out because as I do that, I give capacity for God's spirit, living water to dwell in me. And things just become clearer when I yeah. do that, Keith. It's like, okay, I get this now because I'm not conforming to the world. I'm right. not conforming to the earth. So, so what are some of the ways, Steve, that we conform to the world? What is some of that earth that you're talking about that we need to dig out of our hearts so that we were more of a of, a, of an empty vessel ready to be filled by by the water of the Lord? Yeah, I, I think the obvious and, and and the first would be if there's unrepentant sin. I mean, all of us have sin, and you know, some of it we may not even realize. But I think when when we're living in a place of sin. You know, that serves, you know, Isaiah 59 would say that that serves as a separation and, and, and really a hindrance to, to you know, not only us hearing from God, but frankly, God hearing from us, right? It's, it's kind of that, it's, it's not that my hand is short that I can't save or my ear deaf that I can't hear. It's your sin that separates me. So I think, I think that's something we always need to pay attention to, you know? Um, and, and I think the other thing would be is, you know, Keith, it's, there, there's just, there's things that aren't necessarily sin, but they're weights. Yeah. Right there, there. It's just scripture encourages to, to encourages us to lay aside every weight that so easily besets us. Right? It they may not be sin, but they may not be bad things. It's just unnecessary things that weigh us down and keep us from moving in the direction God wants us to move. And so I think that's that's always something I look at too. As so well. things that are just not the best use of our time, of our minds, energy, you know, of of our resources that we have, the things that we just spend you know, our, our life capital on. They're, they're just not, it's just not the best investment. Yeah. Good example. I used to be, you know, back when I was younger, I used to be very much into softball. I'd play, you know, competition softball and, and I was really into it. And, and, you know, I was a Christian. I loved the Lord. I wasn't doing anything wrong, but I spent a lot of time doing it. And, and, and then I would wonder when I would go back into my prayer closet, Lord, I feel dry. I feel, you know, there's, there's a truth in life that, that we understand in the financial world that, that I'm going to only be able to pull out what I invest. And, and, right. and nothing could be more true when it comes to my relationship with God. If I'm allowing these weights to weigh me down and it's keeping me from investing in my relationship with the Lord, should I think then that I'm going to be this thriving, you know, just, just, you know, person that's that's enjoying everything that God has. I mean, there, there, there's a trade-off for everything, yes. right? And so I think that's one of the things as well, just paying attention to what's creeped in uh, to my life, which scripture would indicate that that it could get so bad that it just really keeps um, the roots from going deep into mm. the soil. Yeah, I, there's there's a scripture that comes to mind, uh, and we've all heard this. It's, it's Romans 8, 28, right? That all things 
uh, work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. But I think of the of the verse before that, when when we're or the two verses before that, we are we are very weak, right? We are very weak and incapable of, right. of comprehending the will of the Lord, let alone just living for God, right? Um, it says that the Lord helps us, or the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. This is Romans mm. eight twenty six. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of Amen. God. There's a place of dependence, I think, that, that God is calling us to. There are things that we can do, and there are things that we should do to position ourselves to to be in alignment with the will of God. But in those those places where we simply are incapable on our own of doing anything, in our weaknesses, we can be assured that that our gracious God, He searches our hearts, He knows the mind of the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God is interceding for us according to the will of God. God wants us it. to know his will, and he it. wants us to walk in his will, and he is actively working so that way we can find our way into the will of God. I love that, Keith. You know you know what I love? That that assurance it gives you that that God is in the process, and in the process of, of leading me into his will, he's not leading me astray. Right. And and that is an assurance to me. When, when my heart is really set on God— I might be making a mistake here. I don't know. I'm trusting you. You know, there's a certain part of God's character that shines through on the canvas of Scripture, and that is that God is caring for us, right? He's a father. I mean, you're a father of, of... of a whole army, seven. Yeah, seven. It's, it's <laughs> and, a few, yeah. And, and there's no—I can't imagine that there's anything in your heart that says, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna lead my kids in a way that's going to cause harm or right. destruction. And right. it's the same way with the Lord. I think as we commit ourselves and we lay ourselves as a living sacrifice to the Lord on that altar— God is not going to deceive us. God is not going to lead us into a pit, right? That's right. And, and, and so even, even when we're stepping out in faith and we're not sure, we got to have faith that God is in this for us as well. Yeah, and as we wrap up today's program, I'm reminded of Psalm 23 that says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul, and this is so key to me. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Hmm. Like God's reputation is on the line hmm. and he leads us. He will always lead us the right way because he will be glorified. He will be honored in his work as his will is worked out in our lives. And and that is something that, that when we go to the faithfulness of God, we're seeing God, you're always going to lead me in the right path. Hmm. You're always going to do what is right by me, but ultimately what is right by him and what is in alignment with his character, hmm. his truth his love, his grace, his wisdom. And mm-hmm. and that's important for us too. So uh, you, you said, Pastor Steve, that it is in God's word that we can find the will of God. There's a peace in my heart from God. Um, and what are others saying too? What is God using other people to say? Right. And what is in me that needs to be dug out that's so right. that way I can be filled with the word of God? Great insights right. today on, on discerning and knowing God's will for our lives. One last thing, Keith. Uh, There is another thing that Scripture says is God's will, and God is not willing that any man should perish, but that all men should come to repentance through Jesus Christ. And so if a person is listening and they've never made a decision for Christ, it is not God's will for you to stay in that position. Why not ask God for forgiveness, 
and bend your knee to the King of the universe and let him forgive you of your sin. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'd love to hear from you. Shoutsofgraceradio.com. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.